Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the Scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. The book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 10 says, If Christ is in you, though your body is dead because of sin, your spirit is life because of righteousness. Two parts of the tripartite man are mentioned here with two conditions. The body is dead, the spirit is life. We're happy once again to welcome you to the Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry in Anaheim, California. Witness Lee was a faithful servant of Christ for more than 70 years before going to be with the Lord in 1997. He labored with Watchman Nee in China before coming to this country in 1962. He began this Life Study of the Bible in 1974 and we're able to bring you excerpts of those original spoken messages of this classic study of Romans. And we're happy that Francis Ball is with us once again today. Thank you for joining us, Francis. Thank you. I'm also happy to be here. Francis, I really like our life study today. It's one of those that presents the Bible in such a marvelous fashion that it has definitely the effect of strengthening our faith in God's Word. The Bible has such a consistent thought and revelation once we have the keys to open it up. And that's really one of the characteristics of this ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, isn't it? One thing that's impressed me so much from this uh, ministry is the way their writings and their speakings have given us some foundational keys which guide us in a consistent way to grasp the revelation in the Bible. We'll see in this current message how that our natural way of trying to understand the Word of God by the principle of right and wrong doesn't work. I've experienced this a lot in my own experience. I came to know this ministry after being a Christian for well over 20 years. And I'd studied the Bible and even tried to do some teaching of the Bible. I always came to the Bible in the kind of the principle of right and wrong. Using those as a key, you can't unlock anything. But what this ministry has done is to give some basic keys for getting into the Word of God, reading it ourselves, and even sharing it with others. So today we're going to see two keys given that really show us the way to uh, get into the Bible in a living way so that really supplies us with life. Francis, let's join Witness Lee for this life study message from Romans. Romans 5, 6, 7, 8 are the kernel of the whole Bible. In this portion of the word, two key words are repeatedly used. There's 
and life. The whole Bible starts with these two words. In Genesis chapter 2, we have a tree of life. In opposite to that tree, there is another tree, which is called the tree of knowledge. But it results in death. Now we come to the last two pages of the Bible. Again, these two things. Death, as the last enemy in the last two pages, is cast into the lake of fire. And life is in the New Jerusalem. The river of water of life. Where is the tree of life growing in it. So the whole city of the new Jerusalem is a city of life. Two seeds at the beginning, life and death. Two harvests at the end, life and death. Romans in chapter 5, sin entered and death followed. So death reigns. This is one line. Praise the Lord. There's another line. Grace came. And grace also reigns in life. You see, sin brought in death. And grace through righteousness brought in life. Death is reigning life with grace is also reigning in chapter 5. Then in chapter 6, it tells us we have to walk according to the newness of life. We all have grown up in the likeness of the death of Christ. That was the baptism. So now we have to grow. We have to grow on, to grow up in the likeness of his resurrection. What is this? This is just the newness of life. Then in chapter 7, there's no life. Just killing. So one who got killed cried out, Rise, man that I am. Who can deliver me from this body of this death? What death? The death, death is caused by the killing of the sin with blow as the knife. When we go on from chapter 7 to chapter 8, my goodness, death is not the primary thing, but rather the law of the spirit of life. Hallelujah. Life is here. Life in chapter 8. Life. Lost. Spirit of life. If Christ is in you, your spirit is also life. If the life-giving spirit dwells in you, making his home in you, I tell you, this life-giving spirit even can and would impart the divine life into your mortal body. You know, we are a tripartite person. Three parts. Spirit, soul, with the mind as its main part, and the body. Praise the Lord in Romans 8. 
all the three parts of our being will be life. Because the indwelling Christ is spreading himself from within our spirit into our inner parts. And not only so, this spreading life will enter into our mortal body. So our body will be also life. The spirit is life, the mind is life, the body is life. Praise the Lord. Life, life, life. Francis, it's remarkable to see that the Bible begins with the struggle of death and life. And it concludes with death and life. And here, right between these two bookends, is Romans chapter 7 and 8. And these chapters bring this eternal struggle very close to home, don't they? It certainly does. I'm so thankful for the way this ministry has clarified what our real battle is. What's revealed and explained in Romans 7 and 8 brings this struggle between death and life, as you said, very real in our experience. Our real battle is not to prove to others that we're right and they're wrong. The key is that we could practically recognize when we fall into death and realize and enjoy when we are really in life. You know, at the beginning, man was faced with this kind of situation. There was the tree of life, and there was the tree of knowledge. Nearly everyone that I have known in the past never realized so much the difference between the two trees. They even thought that the two trees were good and evil. But that good and evil both came off of the same tree. So it's not a matter of good and evil, right and wrong. It's a matter of life and death. There was the tree of life representing God. And there was the tree of knowledge, which is uh, subtle because it doesn't tell you what it represents, but it really represents death, represents Satan. So he says our spirit is life. And it's life because the righteous requirements of God have been met and the life of God, the divine life, has been put into us as a new birth. And the way the Bible opens up, especially in these two chapters, shows us death in Romans chapter 7 and shows us life in Romans chapter 8. Of course, we see in earlier chapters, like 5 and 6, how we got rescued out of the death situation and brought into a life situation by the uh, death of the Lord Jesus and by his putting his life into us. And Romans chapter uh, 5 goes quite far in this connection, showing us where sin came from, where death came from, and then how life has been brought in. Now, we have to realize this life is God's life. There's a higher law that was put into our spirit. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has freed me from the law of sin and of death. So the whole question, I believe, Chris, in this message today is related to death and life, the expression of Satan or the expression of God. Uh, Francis, you referenced the two trees in Genesis. I remember back to the life study of Genesis, which we recently completed. When we were at that portion early on, we had a couple of programs. In fact, I remember one quite vividly that you helped us with. And from the phone calls and the letters that we received from that program, this was a striking revelation to so many people, this principle of death and life, and it was the tree of life 
versus the tree of the knowledge of good and evil representing representing death. It's a it's uh, a revolutionary perspective and view from which to see the entire Bible, and as we're seeing now, it's present not only in Genesis, it's also present in Revelation, but specifically in our case, it's right here in Romans, and this is very applicable to our experience. So I hope for all of the listeners that missed the live study of Genesis, they pay very full attention to this. This is one of the keys that we talked about in the introduction. Yes, this is true. Let's go back to Witness Lee for more of our live study. Romans 5, 6, 7, 8. You don't have wives, submit to your husband, husband, love your wives. Paul did talk in this way in some other pages of the Bible, but not here. Not here. Here in Romans 5, 6, 7, 8, he's all the way talking about life, death, death, life. Here, he doesn't care whether you love your husband, uh, or you hate your husband, whether you submit yourself, or you are rebellious. In God's economy, God doesn't care whether you are good, you are evil, you are submissive, you are rebellious. God only cares whether you are alive, or you are dead. This portion of the word only cares for life or death. For God's economy, you have to be life. Not only alive, but also life. You have to be alive. All the people that are lying and buried in forest land are the good law keepers. They never break any law. They never break the uh, driving regulations. They will never get a ticket. They all depend right. They are the right. Okay, let us come to the kindergarten. There are lots of naughty boys. <laughs> all the time breaking the law. All the time making mistakes. They are living the wrong. Amen. You have a dead right situation and you have an absolutely living wrong condition. Which one do you prefer? I tell you the truth. I like to be in the kindergarten 24 a day because they are so living. God doesn't care for you to be right or wrong. God only cares for you to be dead or living. Now, we have a question. How could we be living? And how could we stay away from being dead? It is easy for you to get into death. It is also easy for you to get into life. It all depends <laughs> how you operate. Let me tell you a little story. Years, years ago, when I was still young, that was in China. Not many people in our town had uh, electrical lights installed in the homes. Most of us used the oil lamp. From my youth, as a little kid, I used to clean you know, the lamp and to fill the oil and to uh, light the lamp and so forth. I was just used to do that. So my home got electrical lights installed with switches in all the rooms. 
after the installation of those electrical lamps. I picked up the matches and I lighted the lamp. My folks were laughing at me. <laughs> what are you doing? I said, why? Why I did that? Because from my birds, over 20 years, I practiced using the oil lamp. Now something new installed, but that didn't get into my habit. The principle is the same. From your bare birds, you used to live by yourself. And you were raised up in this way. And you were educated in this way. But one day, you say, Oh, Lord Jesus, he comes into you. The electrical lamp has now been installed into you. You do have this. But the problem today is that you will not use it. Now, what we need is to build up a habit. Something so heavenly, so divine, so spiritual is in you. And this is the very God, the triune God, Christ, the life-giving spirit. This is the wonderful person installed in your spirit. You see, child, you get the light. You see, child, the light is gone. What is the switch? And where is the switch? I tell you, the switch is just in your spirit. Uh, in the garden, the tree of life was outside Adam. And the tree of knowledge, the tree of death, was also outside. But today, both of these two trees are within us. The tree of life is right here in our spirit. And the tree of death is here in our flesh. And you have to realize today, huh, the term flesh not only denotes your body, but also denotes your fallen being. I would, from now on, never lose my temper. It sounds very good. But this is to cite your mind upon your hopeless self. And the hopeless self has another term, flesh. Yeah. You have to say, Lord Jesus, be merciful to me, Lord. I can do nothing, Lord. Apart from you, I can do nothing. This is to set your mind upon what? Upon the spirit. Francis Witness Lee's story of learning to use electricity as a small boy in China was a very graphic example of how we need to discover the heavenly electricity. There's always a strong temptation for us to teach people all kinds of things to do or not to do. But really, we would be better off limiting our so-called teaching to helping people find the switch of this heavenly electricity, wouldn't we? That is certainly true. I uh, I just uh, marvel at the fact that the ministry on these two chapters brings us to uh, a point of realizing that we just live an habitual life, just doing things according to uh, what we are used to. And the illustration he used is very, very helpful. 
having the oil lamp for so long, being in the practice always when the, the light needs to be on of going to light the oil lamp. But electricity had been installed. There was no need to go back to the oil lamp and use the old way. But it took time for him to get used to turning on the switch and getting the electricity instantly. We are in the habit of just doing things according to what we think is best, what we think is right, or by our own attempt to satisfy ourselves, even to try to satisfy God. There's only one way that the Christian life can be lived. That life is in our spirit. And when we come to our spirit, we get the supply of that life. Of course, we need the Word. But the Word, just taken as letter, is killing But if we take the word as life, the Lord Jesus said, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. We take those words by our spirit. We call on the name of the Lord, exercising our spirit. And this uh, really leads us into the path. Only what comes from exercising our spirit is the genuine Christian life. This is a marvelous realization, and it's more marvelous even to begin to experience the Lord in this way. Thank you for your fellowship. Let's go back to Witness Lee for the conclusion of our life study. We are here not in the Ten Commandments. We are here in Romans 5, 6, 7, 8 with these two keys. Dead or life. Today, the very God of life is right now in our spirit. But are you daily, minute after minute, living by this good Lord who is in you as your life or not? What we need is to build up a habit. You have to drop all the sinful things. You drop your old way. Turn to the very living Christ in your spirit. All the time remaining here in your spirit. This is to walk according to the spirit. And this is to set your mind upon the spirit. Life is here, death vanishes. But when life is gone, death is right now here. Just a very, very thin insulation that cuts off electricity. This is the key we all have to learn, that is, to build up such a habit. Don't will yourself to do anything. You just, all the time, turn to your spirit. This is life. To reckon ourselves dead to sin and alive to God, this is still not the experience yet. This is still something in Romans 6. The real experience is in Romans 8. If you are not in Romans 8, but in Romans 6, trying your best to reckon, I am dead to sin. Uh, I'm dead to sin and I am alive to God. You just try your best to reckon. The more you reckon, the more dead you suffer. Why? Because as long as you are just a little insulated from the spirit, that is there. When we are 
really in the spirit, not inflate a beat. I tell you, whatever comes, life sucks up. But when we are just a little insulated from the spirit, I tell you, there's no need to have a big temptation to come. Just a little thing. Maybe just a short phrase out of the mouth of your husband would offend you. And will cause you to lose your temper. Today, in God's economy, it's not whether we do good or we do evil. It's not a matter whether we are right or we are wrong. In God's economy, it is altogether a matter of life or death. And what is life? Life is just to lift out God. And what is death? Death is just to lift out Satan. This is the universal battle between God and Satan. You and I, we all are the battlefield. Who will get the victory? Who will win the war? It depends upon where you put yourself. Well, Francis, this was a very penetrating word. The struggle of life and death that occupies so much of the Bible also occupies us. In fact, the battleground of this struggle, as we have seen, is right within us every day, the struggle of life against death. What role, Francis, do we play in determining which of these two will win out? Well, this battle is between God and Satan. But we are the battlefield. If we would set our mind on our spirit, God wins. If we get off from the spirit, Satan wins. It depends on where we are and where we set our mind, where we put ourselves. God has gained the victory. But that victory is only realized and experienced by us as we set our mind on our spirit. The Bible is very clear. It says the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. And that spirit spoken of there is our human spirit mingled with the divine spirit. The way to uh, exercise our spirit is by turning on the switch, to use his illustration. That switch is in our spirit. And the quickest way to turn on the switch is just call on the name of the Lord. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. Another key. Thank you, Francis, for your fellowship today. We'll be back tomorrow with another life study from the Book of Romans with Witness Lee. I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs consist of excerpts from Witness Lee's spoken ministry, along with our discussion and comments, and all focusing on God's heart's desire that we would enjoy Christ as the divine life for man. These Life Study messages show us that every book of the Bible reveal that enjoying Him in this way will bring us to the goal of our salvation. There are more than 1,700 programs like this one available online free of charge that you can download, stream live, or add to your podcast subscription. Just visit our website, lsmradio.com. 
That's lsmradio.com. You can also reach us by email, radio at lsm.org. Thanks for listening today.